0: oasis people Woo! we're back i uh, got another podcast uh we're gonna be talking the sacraments so baptism communion but before we get there dylan's gonna take us on a little meditative journey <laughs> no i don't think it's that but go ahead uh, yeah take away.
1: yeah um so here's the deal it's almost summer we're getting there oh, mm-hmm. starting to get nice not feel like it today not though. today
0: but Yesterday, yesterday, for sure. Fifty four in April, like I don't. You get fifty four in the fall, like fifty five degrees, and you are like, it feels terrible out. Yeah, but fifty (laughs) five in the spring, and you are like, the best thing ever. Get me in my bathing suit. Yes, (laughs) I am hitting hitting the lake. (laughs) Yeah, so let's go to the lake.
1: Okay, okay. I am mentally there. Yep, mentally. My head. Close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Just imagine a long, nice, fun day at the lake, getting absolutely wrecked by the tube on the back of the boat. Oh, but. After a long fun day, you come back to the cabin. Like you take a shower, you get on your nice comfy clothes, you're mm-hmm. ready to settle down
0: for the night. You get off all the green algae of the yeah, lake. yeah, yeah, <laughs> South Dakota lakes. You know what I mean? I grew
2: up <laughs> in Indiana. I'm having a hard time imagining the oh, scene. I didn't do oh, this as a kid. You but I'm you getting there. You didn't have okay. a lake lake days? No, not really. Oh, Ooh, wow. we would go to like the public pool. But anyway, go on, okay, go on. Okay, I can I can picture. It. I'm getting there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you're getting all ready for the night, but you gotta have food. And, like dinners.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Dinner's got to come. Uh. So so what's the go-to meal?
0: Mm. Oh, man, I'm a hungry guy at the lake. So, <laughs> something about the sun and the water. Yeah. But here's what I'm probably going to hit. It needs to come off the grill.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, it okay. has to. Like, when yeah. you're
0: when you're doing lake days, I feel like there's... It, it doesn't it doesn't feel right to cook in the stove.
2: Because mm-hmm. mm. you still got to be but outside. But I'm not a burger yeah. guy. Oh.
0: So here's what Your I'm doing. I'm guy? doing hot dogs. Okay. But mm. I want it, like... Crispy, that's, that's burnt. the best. Yep, yep. I want, yeah, I want you to cook that hot dog to the point where it no longer looks like a hot dog, <laughs> and then you give it to me in a bun. But that's like a that almost becomes the side dish to what I will mostly consume, which needs to be watermelon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. like if sure. you're at yeah. the lake and yeah. you don't have a water, pasta
2: salad, I could mm. take or leave a pasta
0: salad, <laughs> I love but pasta. some watermelon, like you can't go to the lake. Like if if you ask me to watermelon. come to the lake with you, which I'd love to, if any of you have lake homes and you'd like me to come, I'd love to come. <laughs> I'm going to bring a watermelon, like that. That's a staple. Yep.
2: That is. That's what a about you, lake food? food, Jan? You me to go? so like I said, we didn't really do the lake growing up. There's not as many lakes as in in Indiana, mm-hmm. and you don't do as much boating. Um, but we used to do the pool all the time, and our like picnic lunch when we go to the public pool every single time was egg salad sandwiches. Oh. So, no, oh, no. no you like oh, you sitting Terrible. in the sun, you pull out a the nice cold sa- a nice cold No, they've been in the cooler, in the car. They're nice and cold, so fresh. Mm, Man, I delicious. can't delicious.
1: I can't wait to get out of the chlorine soaked pool <laughs> yeah, and just like have my, my hot egg sandwich. <laughs> no, it's
2: cold. <laughs> it's you so can just smell good smell the mayonnaise yeah, from you- half
1: the pool
0: away
2: <laughs> you, you just go two really strong smells yeah <laughs> back to back yeah you guys I, you go probably Egg put salad me- screams summer to me so
1: <sighs> nope can't do okay it.
2: you gotta fix, fix this
1: <laughs> i i'm simple like just hit me with some craft mac and cheese
0: <laughs> some chicken nuggets like I'm in. Yeah, but that sounds that's like a- so
2: different than any other yeah, day Yeah, right. That sounds well, like you just got
0: yeah, off yeah, of sure. the recess playground and you're having school lunch.
1: Yeah, but like <laughs> nice pot of craft mac and cheese, some dino nuggets. With go the hot dogs
2: in the mac and cheese though, slaps.
1: No, that's <laughs> that's the <a> sin. <laughs> We're praying I'm for it. Really, yeah. yeah. really left out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just go sit on the porch, enjoy it. Mm. Mm. It's a sunset. Why?
0: Why do you ask us about these things, Dylan?
1: I mean, this is probably the worst transition in podcast history, but I we're talking about ones. about water, the lake, and about food, the Lord's Supper. Oh, um, so yeah, communion, baptism. So we got to get into this because we have taken our time getting into it. Um, first of all, what when we say baptism, communion, what do we mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, We're starting to talk about this word I I use to start the podcast. That is the sacraments. And sacraments has a lot of different contexts depending on where you worship at. And so really like a base level definition of what a sacrament could be, is it's just a religious ceremony or a ritual regarded to impart divine grace, and that's not necessarily a (laughs) (laughs) super—imparting divine grace isn't something we're all like, oh yeah, that makes sense, I know that, but let's explain it a little bit in just like context. So if you are part of like a Catholic denomination or you grew up Catholic, you probably saw the sacrament language used to describe a handful of different things, and I'm not going to take all the time to explain all of the different Catholic sacraments, but instead when we're here in the Wesleyan Church and in most Protestant churches We're going to use the word sacrament to describe those two things, baptism and communion. And the beauty of what a sacrament is and why this language of imparting divine grace comes in is in sacraments, we believe that God is the primary actor. That as people, we come and we bring ourselves, we bring our attention, our energy, our time into that moment, whether it's communion or baptism. But what's happening there is God is doing a work in a person and then through those moments, through those acts, in a way where we just get to participate. That sometimes I feel like we bring ourselves to maybe the scripture or to worship settings, and we feel we need to muster up all of these feelings and we need to learn all of this stuff. And, and in those spaces, there is more that we have to bring to the table, like in a worship environment or if we're reading our scripture. But when it comes to the sacraments, our job is to faithfully show up and let God do the work that he, he would want to do through those. That's, that's the beauty of what yeah. I find the sacraments to be.
2: Absolutely. That's
1: so good. So what, when we break the two down, so we know the two together as yeah. the sacraments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So individually, like what, what important, importance do they hold Mm
0: -hmm.
2: yeah well baptism comes from this greek word baptizo um which like ed it's very basic basic definition is just to be immersed in water um and baptism we believe is a symbolic act of an inward life that's changed and so you'll hear language of like being um laid down into the the tomb with jesus and rising up to new life um and so being immersed in the water and coming up clean um there's that symbolism in there um but it's this outward kind of profession of our faith um, and this act of obedience to to step in and to say i surrender my life to jesus or i have already surrendered my life to jesus and i'm proclaiming that Mm -hmm. and stepping into the life that he has Um, and so it becomes just this um kind of moment of of that recognition and that symbolism and that um kind of profession Um, and then usually is done in the church that there's this corporate um, aspect of it that the church comes alongside and celebrates that moment with the baptized person. But then also there's this like you get to remember your own baptism and and kind of the work of God in the midst of that.
0: Yeah. And there's, I mean, with any of these sacraments, there's going to be a wide uh, array of how Mm -hmm. they're believed and as well as how they're practiced. But when it comes to it, I'm going to let you read some of the, religious jargon of the articles of <laughs> the, the wesleyan articles of religion and, and i'll let you wade through that but i think one of the key words i want us to focus in on is that that symbolism word mm-hmm. that we believe baptism is a symbolic act of an inward change that there's whole christian denominations that believe or, or maybe they don't articulate it in their set of beliefs, but the way they practice it and the way their people understand it is that baptism saves. Mm-hmm. That baptism is what brings the relationship with Jesus, that what gets us to heaven. And so I've had conversations with people who are like secular now, but they're like, oh, but I was baptized as a kid, so I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And it's just a it's a misunderstanding of what baptism's most meant to be, that this is. Symbolism is of something that's happened inward of us. It's mm-hmm. the living out of Romans ten nine. That's like if we believe with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we or if we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, and we confess that God raised Him from the dead, then we'll be saved. Like that's what it means to be saved. And part of that is the public declaration, but it's more about the inward affirmation of okay, I truly in my heart believe Jesus is Lord, and because mm-hmm. of that, I want to declare with my mouth that He is. So. Yeah. I just want to bring. Hey, That's good. Yeah. That's a very yeah. good
2: clarity to bring.
0: Go ahead, though. Read, read this stuff, man. Yeah, so I'm eat. just going to read it
1: straight <laughs> as it is. So it says, that we believe that water baptism and the Lord's Supper are the sacraments of the church commanded by Christ and ordained as a means of grace when received through faith. They're tokens of our profession of Christian faith and signs of God's gracious ministry towards us. By them, he works within us to quicken, strengthen, and to confirm our faith. We believe that water baptism is a sacrament of the church commanded by our Lord and administered to believers. It is a symbol of the new covenant of grace and signifies acceptance of the benefits of the atonement of Jesus Christ. By means of the sacrament, believers declare their faith in Jesus Christ as
0: Savior. There you go. All right, I'm going to jump in here, bring some clarity to some yeah. words, and you guys help, help mm-hmm. as well. Where in the first, it's like, okay— it talks about how this is, these are sacraments commanded by Christ. And we see that, and we're going to continue to talk about that, that these aren't just like church people came up with these religious symbols, yeah. but Jesus mm-hmm. lived and modeled and taught these as well. Otherwise, it's that word ordained, that ordained is like a churchy word. And that really means that like God has blessed it. He's chosen it. He's put his, his favor on it. And so in these two things that he's ordained them as means of grace, that here at Grace Point, our mission statement is that people would encounter grace grow in grace and become grace givers. And we leg that language leads into this cyclical grace process that people are always on a journey of grace, whether they're encountering growing and giving it's, it's, it's constant. Like it, it yeah. flows back into itself. Like you're not one time you encountered it and then you grew and then like it's no, it's all the time we're going through all three of these. And one of the ways that God wants to bless us in grace and help us to encounter his grace is through the sacraments. And so that's what it means is they're just, a means, a a pathway of which his grace meets our lives. Uh, Otherwise, when I look at that, I think the only other word that I would talk about is, is that word atonement, where it says it is a symbol of our new covenant of grace and signifies acceptance of the beliefs of the atonement of Jesus Christ. That atonement is this word of relig- or of uh, legal jargon that talks about how there was a debt that needed to be paid. There was something that was outstanding, but was atoned for, was paid for, was covered by. And that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And so baptism becomes this act that we commit to being dunked into the water and raised to life to be immersed is how we practice it here mm-hmm. at uh, uh, Grace point, and in that way, we signify we we declare that we believe that Jesus has paid the penalty for our sin, and that we are free and have life in Him. Yeah,
2: I think it would be important to note here too that even though immersion is the way that we yeah. that we practice and that we feel like Scripture calls us to, like there are very different ways of of um, administering mm-hmm. a baptism um, that doesn't like they're they're not discredited. So a sprinkling or um a partial immersion is not a not less than a full immersion sometimes that just is the necessity yeah. whether someone has a physical disability that they cannot physically get into mm-hmm. a tub or um whatever a situation may be so those aren't less than mm-hmm. or, or not full baptisms or I think I've heard people use that language before it's like oh well, it's just partial because I got sprinkled <laughs> it's like no that's no <laughs>
0: yeah so and i would wonder like I think it'd be interesting if you were willing to have a conversation with whatever church you're a part of. Yeah. So, hey, why do we practice baptism yeah, in yeah. this way? That's like, so good. go and have a heart to learn, not a heart to accuse, you know, yeah, just like go so and have good. that conversation. Because at Grace Point, when we look at the, the biblical practice and we look at the word baptism to be immersed in water, and so we try to practice that as biblically mm-hmm. as we see. But there's probably a bunch of churches out there that do this sprinkling or they mm-hmm. do the, the, the just the water on the head or the, they do yeah. different things. And they, mm-hmm. they maybe have a good reason for that. But yeah. Um, you, you just got to go yeah. ask and figure that out.
2: Mm-hmm. Even in the midst of COVID, a lot of churches did it differently yeah. because of that. And that doesn't make those baptisms what did any we less see? impactful. I think, didn't you
0: send me a video? <laughs> <laughs> did a,
2: a pastor, a preacher <laughs> using a square gun. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> a square gun. <laughs> I don't know if that was like actually happened or if that was like a spoof joke still thing. Still hilarious But so funny. Really funny. Know? As long as you the know. squirt gun was blessed, yeah, that's all that matters. You know, and some, you know, some people like, especially like, infant baptisms, are usually done in a variety of ways. Oh so. yeah, you see, some they throw that kid. In yeah. Oh, yeah, it's real aggressive. Yeah. Some are just really nice and light. And some are just. Yeah. like...
0: I think I saw one. <laughs> so. I think it was online, but the pastor like held the baby by his feet. Yep. Again, yep. And he like kind of dipped his head, and I was like, dude, I <laughs> don't know wrong. about that. That feels. <laughs> but yeah, may- maybe he has a great reason. I should yeah. probably go ask yeah. before I just assume that this guy's going nuts, dump, <laughs> dunking babies by their heads. It's but like chicken nugget and yeah. sauce. <laughs> oh. Oh.
1: That's hilarious. We're, we're losing all the holiness wow. of baptism. Yep. Bring to, us back. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Where does this come from and why do we still practice it?
1: Yeah, so it first came from Jesus' example of himself being baptized um, by John the Baptist in Matthew 3, mm-hmm. um, where Jesus, before he had even started his ministry, received his identity from the Father, or as he was baptized, the Spirit came down, descended upon him like a dove. Um, and the father said, this is my son who in which I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really the the marking point of where Jesus had started his three-year ministry on earth. Um, but also in Acts 2, verse 38, we see the scriptural command
0: of, the, um, of of baptism where we are commanded to be baptized. Yeah, they come to Peter and they just ask, what can we do to be saved? And Peter says, repent and be baptized. Yeah. Yeah. And he lays out this commandment of what it means for us to to be baptized, that it's not anymore just the example of Jesus, mm-hmm. which the crazy part of that is Jesus didn't really need to get baptized. Oh, no, yeah. not at all. As someone like free of sin, there was mm-hmm. no need for him to participate in this religious act, but he wanted his people to see him mm-hmm. go go through this. And you see that encounter when he like starts to argue with John the Baptist, yeah, where mm-hmm. John the Baptist is like, no, you baptize <laughs> me. And Jesus is like, no, you baptize me. And then obviously Jesus <laughs> wins. <laughs> but I cut you off. Go ahead and finish the last one though. Ba- then um, through
1: Acts 2, 8, 9, and 16, we sh- see baptism as a tradition of the church throughout the stories of the early church. We mm-hmm. see people getting baptized um, and the early church figuring that out. So mm-hmm. yeah. so what does that mean for us? If yeah. we're going to talk all of this baptism talk,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what does that mean for, for the people that are listening? Mm-hmm. I think it's, kind of a, it's a tougher spot because we just did baptisms here at Grace Point. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know exactly when this will release, but when it comes to it, If you're someone who hasn't been baptized before, but you know and love Jesus, like the command, the precedent, and the example of Jesus is to be baptized. So come and have that conversation with us there. We usually maybe will do baptisms in the summer or towards the end of the summer, if not at least the fall. So have that conversation with us. But is there other places that you would encourage people after listening to something like this? What do you mean? Like, say someone's been baptized, (laughs) Yeah, they've gone through it, Mm -hmm. they've done it, and and it was a powerful or it wasn't Mm -hmm. for them, depending on how it was led into or what their heart was in it. Like, what do you encourage someone after hearing this? Yeah, What do you think that means for them?
2: I mean, especially every time that you then get to be a part of a baptism service, Mm -hmm. you I was going to say, have the responsibility. That sounds a little aggressive, but mm. like it's your place to to sit and to remember your own baptism, to remember the work that God has done in you, but then also to celebrate with the person being baptized. Yeah, for sure. Because um, like it is a communal process of there's this like um, agreement of like we're, you're part of the church. Like you mm, are accepted yeah. into the family of God. Not that you like necessarily weren't before, but like this is like an extra step of like you, like we, this is like community in it. Yeah. Um, and so as we sit and celebrate and and see other people being baptized, like we now as brothers and sisters in faith get to like be an extra encouragement to them to build them up and to lift them up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: No, that's good. And I think it's like, I give that same advice to couples or I've gotten that advice at weddings. Mm. It's like when you go and you participate in a wedding, don't just yeah. let it be a ceremony where you celebrate the couple, but one that you remember your vows. You remember yeah. your commitment in your day. And that's really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And baptism is can be the same thing mm-hmm. where you sit and you watch someone get dunked, but you're like, oh, I was dunked once. And what did that mean to me? Yeah. And Why did yeah. I make that decision? And, and mm-hmm. how have I lived out this testimony of faith? Yeah. And
1: I even so think then, it's like, it's a story that continues to be told. Like, mm. It's yeah. an outward expression of your faith, but it's also a story that you get to tell people that, like, I know that God has done this work inside of me, that that I came to believe in him, that I trust mm-hmm. in Jesus for my salvation. So I partook in, in baptism as my, like, declaration of that. Yeah, like, saying, mm-hmm. like, let's do this. Like, I believe in Jesus. Like, let's get baptized because yeah. he called me to it. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Do we want to open up the conversation to maybe some of those who are listening who were baptized as children in tradition and, and now are, like— what mm-hmm. do I get baptized again? Do I not like?
0: We probably should, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right.
2: I don't want to like.
0: No, that's good. It too and deep, it's but... that we'll just put some of the language of like rebaptism. Yeah, like, what what precedent does that hold? And that's something we've talked a lot about here at Grace Point as staff members and as church church leaders. Is what role does this play? And we've looked at the scriptures, and there is there is pretty much no precedent. Or rebaptism in the scriptures mm-hmm. is not something they practice. It happens once in Acts, but it was because their first, first baptism was done um, pretty much wrongly. It was done in the name of someone who wasn't Jesus. So Paul rebaptizes in the name of Jesus. So what that teaches us, I think, mm-hmm. is that rebaptism is not necessary. Yeah, that if you were baptized in a correct way in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, even if that means you were an infant and the parent made it on your behalf, that mm-hmm. because it's a sacrament, you were only not i don't like the word bystander but you were only a participant that even as an infant god was the main actor in that sacrament Mm. and his your his your parents choice or whoever decided to have you baptized god was present in that Mm -hmm. moment and he did something in that sacrament that has continued to follow you the rest of your life so we will redo re-baptisms here at grace point but for for us, it becomes more of an affirmation of what God has consistently done from your first baptism, mm-hmm. that his grace was sovereign there and he will continue that out and we'll reaffirm that now. I oftentimes, when someone's coming and they, they ask about rebaptism, I give them the option of just doing a rededication where yeah. they don't necessarily need to be dunked into the water and to be raised again. They don't need the act of baptism because it's already happened once, but mm-hmm. they, they want that moment of public, declaration that I have made this my own and that can be really powerful yeah. so it's between the two spectrums like the, the Wesleyan church does inf- affirm some infant baptism and, and if it's done correctly especially that like you see that in the bible that there's uh, Paul in the jailer where Paul goes in the jailer um he, he preaches to his family and they all become saved and Paul baptizes the whole family because the father was saved that there was this cultural um thing that would happen where they would baptize entire families if, if the male figure would, would have become saved and so there is there is some precedent that we see of infant baptism scripturally that doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be wrong but the way we push people towards or encourage them to is to make a declaration of faith to be baptized as uh, a, a confessing believing christian and then if you've already been baptized maybe it's a rededication moment mm-hmm. for you yeah does that make That's sense
2: good yeah yeah i think so
0: okay it's kind of really confusing and if mm-hmm. you have more questions hit us up like yeah i think each individual story has nuances to it that mm-hmm. can be like just interesting to talk through mm-hmm. yeah. so it's not like a be all end all for every person but that is biblically i feel like what we see
2: yeah it's
0: good let's jump to the lord's supper yeah um
2: what is it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) immediately throws it right back? (laughs) Yeah. Jane, Go ahead. You want me to set it up? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so the Lord's supper, the, the word that we use most often that you'll hear is communion. Um, and this was a practice that was instituted by Jesus himself. Um, when he had that last supper before his death with his disciples. Um, and he used that language of this is my body that's broken for you and my blood that's poured out for you. Um, and it was this, this moment of remembering, what Jesus has done, the sacrifice that he has made, the cross Mm -hmm. that he has, um, taken on. Um, and so when we practice communion, we do it because he, um, in that same passage commanded, um, them to every time they do this, to do it in remember of me. So there's this assumption that they're going to continue to do this practice and Mm -hmm. to have this, um, remembrance of him. And so we continue to do that as a church and, um, it's with most of the time that intent of, remembering the sacrifice of jesus yeah. and, and returning to that kind of That's so good. mindset and heart mm-hmm.
0: why don't you tell us where we see it at so we see it in
1: matthew 26 verses 26 through 30 which says while they were eating jesus took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take and eat this is my body and he took a cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink from it all of you This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit from this, from the fruit. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it with you in my father's kingdom. Mm
0: -hmm. And and in that, you see... Yeah. Jesus instituted him, practice it with his mm-hmm. people. But you, just like Jenna said, you see it continue yeah. that even in Acts two, when the church is being born, when there's this exponential, huge movement of the yeah. spirit after Pentecost to go and birth the church, that one of the things they did in Acts two is they met together daily and took of the Lord's supper. They would eat bread together. They would drink cups, to, uh, the wine together. And you, the next piece of text that always I feel like comes up when we're talking about communion is that passage in, in Corinthians where Paul is rebuking the Corinthian church for their misuse of, of mm-hmm. the table or of communion of the Lord's Supper. And if, if you're looking for it, go, go read it because it's an, and it's an awesome way that he rebukes what they were doing in the falsehood that they were practicing the Lord's Supper in. But while he does that, he also calls them back to the, the real purpose. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it is oftentimes when you come to Grace Point, what we read is that passage from 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians. And you don't even realize that that comes in the middle of like Paul pretty much calling <laughs> out that church, but yeah. he calls them out and he reminds them, this is why we do it. Yeah. We take mm-hmm. the bread, we take the cup and we we eat and we drink in remembrance of Jesus and his sacrifice. Yeah. So we oh. Why is it important though? Yeah. You know, like it feels oftentimes, you know, like we if you grew up in church, you just did it. Maybe yeah. you had your first communion moment, but it was really special. But then every week, every month after that, you just, you just kind of did it. Now you just show up and you get the disgusting wafer and the nasty fake grape juice. Sorry. I'm passionate that I don't love the little cups. I get the practicality. They're probably way more COVID safe. But they're so gross compared to real bread and yeah, juice, it's I'm with you anyways i I have to pray a lot before I take the <laughs> fake cup. Yeah, I have to pray that Jesus would prepare my heart to take what is probably the the gross elements of communion, but <laughs> I don't even remember. Okay, that was the question. Why is it I
2: was like, I lost the question in the midst of it. I got on a
0: deep tangent.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think that the answer is the same for communion as it is for baptism, Mm -hmm. that it's a command that Jesus gives us and and something he practiced and instituted and called his people to. Mm -hmm. Um, But it gives us, again, that opportunity to remember who God is, remember what Jesus has done, what he's doing, and what he will continue to do.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I feel is so beautiful about communion is in this. In this language of sacrament like god wants to meet his people really powerfully in those moments yeah but part of the problem is we don't do our very small part of bringing our own heart and our Mm. own like focus into those moments that we just Mm -hmm. get so used to the religious Mm -hmm. like we just we become numb to what baptism and communion is supposed to be and so we just drink it we just eat it we move on with the service because we check that box Mm -hmm. But in that, like, how do we bring just our heart expectant for the Lord to do what what he's promised us he'll do? That I have seen people find incredible, like, spiritual healing in moments of communion where they just pour out, like, their sin and their their, uh, repentance to God. And he meets them through the bread and the wine. Or they have this just, like there's this issue that they're wrestling with and they're trying to find clarity and discernment and they'll meet the Lord at the table and he will bless them in that. And there's mm-hmm. just, it can be so powerful, so transformative. And so just bring your heart to it.
2: Yeah.
1: Where do you, I end? Got any last thoughts?
0: <laughs> <laughs> last <laughs> thoughts, last mm-hmm. thoughts. What do we tell the people? What are we leaving them with? Yeah. Yeah. I think, There's so much more to say on both of these things. Oh, yeah, sure. We have just barely scratched the surface and hopefully given you an introductory idea that there was an entire pretty much class, like 18 weeks, I took learning about sacraments and church worship and how those all played together. And it was one of the most life-giving things to me to learn in depth what these looked like. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I grew up in a Lutheran church that I don't feel like I I was... I don't feel like I understood what they were trying to teach me. I, I honestly think at that point they were probably doing everything they could to teach me. And I was just blatantly disregarding everything. But because of that, I missed so much for so much of my life of what, was it, what it was meant to be. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm just, I'm grateful for those moments. And I, yeah. and I hope that every time I step into those moments, I have this expectancy that the Lord will meet, meet me there. Because he has time and time again. And yeah. I think he wants to every time.
2: That's good. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything to add to that. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. It's so much about what's in you. Yeah. yeah, In those moments. Mm -hmm. And
0: that's like a good church all around thing. Oh yeah. You know, even when you come into worship, there's, Oh yeah. What songs are playing or what's Mm -hmm. the message on? But more than any of that what disposition do you bring into that yeah, yeah. that's what's really really important mm-hmm. because if mm-hmm. you bring a disposition of all authentic true worship and expectancy to meet the lord i promise you whatever songs we sing whatever the message is preached on that god will want to move in your life through that yeah oh cool so true banger so practice the sacraments yeah remember your baptism get baptized mm-hmm. yeah eat and drink and, in jesus name Amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: good. See ya.
0: Later.